love you, Lord, for your mercy never fails me. All my days I've been held in your hands. Shall we pray? Father, in the name From of the Jesus, we thank you for not giving up on us. Thank you that we can call you our God. We thank you that you gave us Jesus Christ, your only begotten Son. We thank you that you took us to the banqueting hall and your banner over us was love. We thank you that while we were yet sinners, you gave up Jesus Christ. We thank you that you did not just end there, but you went the extra step to give us the comforter, to give us an advocate, to give us a standby, to give us a help and intercessor and the person of the Holy Spirit. We thank you that you love us and we pray that may Christ alone be exalted in our discussion tonight in the name of our Lord Jesus. Amen. Thank God for the opportunity to continue our study on the six topics God wants us to consistently pray in the year 2022. We have looked at the fact that God doesn't want us to miss him. God wants us to be full of prayer like Papa Daniel. Then we look at the fact that in prayer, one thing that God does is to give us ideas, is to give us thoughts that we are to imitate him, we are to imitate his creative ability. And for every creation, it always starts with an idea. And that idea must be followed through with work. That is why after creation, the Bible said, and he rested from his work. Then we also look at the fact that amidst all the arsenals that we have, the arsenal of wisdom, the arsenal of knowledge, of skill, of hard work, the Bible says that the race is not to the sweet, nor knowledge, nor riches to the man of understanding, but there is an element of time and chance. And for we as believers, our time and chance is the favor of God, that we need the help of God, because there will be times in your life that your certificate will not be enough. I just imagine you are applying for, let's say, a scholarship. You are, you are literally going up, let's say, for those of us in Ghana, let's say, Commonwealth Scholarship. It is you versus the world. And you will be rest assured that your certificate alone will not get you that. There are times that you will be helpless and you will need an intervention of God, either be from God directly or from God through men. And last week, we looked at the fact that the last piece of the puzzle to every idea that God will give you will be boldness. So after the journeys of the Israelites right from Egypt through the Red Sea to the wilderness, as they were about to enter the promised land, God gave Mr. Joshua an instruction that only be bold and courageous. You have gone through the test of the wilderness and you are standing here because you have passed. God has given you the idea. You are working out the idea. God has given you help. But the last thing is to take that boldness to start or to take that boldness to make a move. And we had a subtopic about restlessness. One of the, the fuel for boldness is that you must be restless. Imagine you are interested in a lady and all you are always doing is, oh, let me escort you after church. Let me take you out. Challenge, 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 challenge. You'll be restless because the least time you see her, maybe after church, talking to another brother, then your heart begins to do you some way. When you see her, you don't know whether to have girl or talk. But then you are flowing, brother. The last piece of the puzzle, you are praying. God has given you the green light. <laughs> you have been friendly. You know the place. You have done all the tactics. It's not with one more thing. Be bold and say, sister, from the first day I met you, I knew you were the one. Please don't use those lights. I've already used them. Now you are looking at the last topic 
But the last prayer God wants us to pray consistently, and that's the key word. These are topics we are praying consistently throughout the year. And this one is from Philemon or Philemon chapter 1, the verse number 6. But you'll be looking at it from, let's say, the verse 4. I will read um, the NIV and the King James Version just to give us a better understanding. So Philemon chapter 1, let's start with the verse 4. Papa Paul is speaking to Philemon and he says, I always thank my God as I remember you in my prayers. Verse 5, because I hear about your love for his holy people and your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. How would you describe your love for God's people? And how would you describe your faith? But Paul is telling Philemon that whenever he remembers the love Philemon has and the faith he has in Jesus, he always thanks God for this brother. And in verse 6, which is our main focus, he's saying that, I pray that your partnership with us in the faith may be effective in deepening your understanding of every good thing we share for the sake of Christ. On to verse 6 again. I pray that your partnership with us in the faith may be effective in deepening your understanding of every good thing that we share for the sake of Christ. Now let's go to the King James Version. They are called the Poetic Version. Um, and that's you know, what makes it easy to remember or to recite because of its uh, point element. So let's start with the verse 4 the King James. I thank my God, making mention of thee always in my prayers, hearing of thy love and thy faith, which thou hast towards the Lord Jesus Christ and toward all saints, that the communication of thy faith may become effectual by the acknowledging of every good thing which is in you in Christ Jesus. I think there's a nice picture to memorize Philemon 1 verse 6 that the communication of thy faith may become effectual by the acknowledging of every good thing which is in you in Christ Jesus. In my opinion, this one of the most um um what's the word to use? The most interesting verses because I just took a look at this verse in different translations and both or all translations I came across the similarity seems to be very, very, very little. But if you listen to the NIV and the King James, it doesn't seem as though they are communicating the same idea. And when we are doing rightly divided, we explained that basically for the King James, it was a word-to-word translation. That is why sometimes some of the phrases look unconscious or look or does not sound right to us. But the NIV reads the whole context or the whole passage then they translate. But then the information or the revelation that Papa Paul wanted to communicate still remains intact. And there are two words, two words that are key in understanding the scripture. The first word is the King James says the communication, the communication. NIV says the partnership. The second word that we need to look into is the word acknowledging for the King James. James says by the acknowledging. NIV says by deepening your understanding, by deepening your understanding. So basically, what is Paul trying to tell Philemon? And I just try to paraphrase um, the verse. But before that, I look at the Greek word of communication as used in the King James and partnership as used in the NIV. And basically, the Greek word is koinonia. And I'm sure if you have been around in the kingdom for some while, you will be familiar with the word koinonia which we mostly translate as fellowship or participation or sharing. 
or communication. So Paul is telling Philemon that the sharing, the participation, the fellowship, the partnership, or the communication of our faith. So Paul was telling Philemon that we have a common faith, and he's praying that you joining in in our faith, you communicating our faith, you sharing in in our faith, let that faith become effective. Let that faith become powerful. Let that faith yield results. So Paul is telling Philemon that the faith we share, the faith we engage in, the faith we communicate, let it become effective. How does something become effective? By yielding desired results. So in football says, we say this team is an effective team because they know how to get the job done, which is to score goals and win the match. So we say that, how do we accomplish this? NIV says, by deepening your understanding of every good thing we share for the sake of Christ. King James uses the word by acknowledging every good thing that is in us, Christ Jesus. So yet again, the Greek word for the word acknowledging is one word which is um, translated from epic gnosis. And yet again, if you have been around, I'm sure these are Greek words that you have heard before. So koinonia, and now the next one is epic gnosis. Epic gnosis. And in Greek, gnosis simply means knowledge. Gnosis simply means knowledge. And one day, hopefully, when you are doing um, a spiritual instructor, I think several years ago, about, let's say, 15 years ago, did an exhaustive teaching on the three kinds of knowledge. Gnosis, epic gnosis, and oida, or idol. But there are several other kinds of knowledge. That is from the Greek word. And I'm sure by now, I don't need to explain why one word can have different meanings in the Greek word. You can go back to rightly dividing, go through all the nine episodes into one of the episodes. <laughs> so yes, the word is gnosis, meaning knowledge, mere knowledge, mere information, just being aware of something. But there's a prefix to this one. It is epic, epic. And epic simply means toward or close, or it indicates very close proximity to something. So Paul is letting us know that this knowledge I'm talking about, it's a knowledge that is, so mostly we like to translate epignosis as full and accurate knowledge. Full and accurate knowledge. Now, why do you get, or how do you get full and accurate knowledge? Because of your proximity or your close interaction or your experience with that information. So that's the difference between gnosis and epignosis. So gnosis simply means you know something. For example, um, since I'm, I'm into science, there are some examples that I can think of. Let's say you know about photosynthesis. It's the process by which something, something, something. You just know about it. But when you go to epignosis, you don't just know the mere definition of the word, but you understand because of your close proximity to this knowledge, that can come either by experience or by close interaction. So how do you get close to photosynthesis, if I should say? is by research. is by participating in the knowledge. So this spiritual instructor defines epignosis as knowledge with participation. is where you are engaging, you are interacting with this knowledge. So it's not just something you read in a book. Or it's not just something you have heard people say. Or it's not just something you were taught, but it's an information you had due to close interaction. It's like saying that you know somebody. You can know somebody because you are in the same class with a person. And, oh, this person is a nice person. So 
because you're in the same class or hi hello because when you greet the person the person responds to you or because you're in the same church the person is always smiling so you know that this person is friendly so that is nonsense but when we say epic nonsense it means that now you are getting closer epic means toward or upon or closer so now it is a knowing that you get because you are closer to the person so now you, you are not just on a high high terms with the person you can say emphatically that this person is a nice and a kind and a friendly person not because of occasional interaction but because maybe now you are roommates now you are close friends now you are you are besties and you have seen the person in different moods in different seasons in different occasions yet still the person has maintained his friendliness or he or she or she's kindness so Paul is letting us know that I want this faith that we are sharing to become effective. How does this faith become effective? By we participating with a particular kind of knowledge. What knowledge are we to participate in? Every good thing. So the knowledge is every good thing that is in us. And I says, for the sake of Christ Jesus. King James says, for every good thing that is in us, in Christ Jesus. The faith we communicate, it must become effective. How does it become effective? By getting a deeper understanding or by acknowledging every good thing that is in you in Christ Jesus. Now, when you get epignosis or when you are having a closer proximity to something, there are certain reactions that will happen. When you talk about that thing with confidence, because now you don't just know the thing from hearsay or from distance uh, or from distance but you are confident so i can say that kofi is a nice person i can be confident in saying this because now i myself have interacted with kofi on a more consistent base on a more closer base so i can assert with all authority that kofi is nice so what is this topic that or what is this prayer that god wants us to pray in the year 2020 god wants us to acknowledge every good thing that is in us in Christ Jesus. God wants us to get close to every good thing that is in us in Christ Jesus. How do we get close to this good thing? Remember, this good thing that are in us is a gift from God. So remember, James says that, do not get it twisted, <laughs> but James says that, for every good and every perfect gift cometh from above. It's a gift of God. The good things that are in you, which are because you are in Christ, is a gift from God. And Paul is saying that gift or those gifts that God has given to us, he wants us to be effective in it. He wants us to yield results in it by getting close to that gift or by acknowledging that gift. How do we do that? There are two ways we do that. Number one is by praise. Because when you are aware, of the good things that are in you in Christ Jesus, you cannot but express excitement. There is this story of this scientist, I think Archimedes, who discovered, I think, the law of notation in his bathtub. And the story was that he jumped out of his bathtub 
and he was shouting, Eureka, 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 I have found it. Because now there's a particular knowledge he discovered, which I think is the law of rotation, if I'm not wrong. There's a particular law he encountered, and because of his proximity with that knowledge, there's not something his professor taught him, but it was something he discovered. And an instant reaction to what he discovered let him jump out of his bathroom. I think he was running naked. I've forgotten the details of the story. But he jumped, I think he rushed back to his lab, and he was just shouting, Eureka, Eureka, Eureka. Praise and excitement, expression of admiration is a way we acknowledge every good thing that is in us in Christ Jesus. I am not sure if one day your father calls you and says, Kofi, I have bought you a new car, you will not be excited. It's a gift that you have. So God is saying that because of our position in Christ Jesus, because of our association with Christ Jesus, we are naturally ushered into a room of gifts. And how do we enjoy this gift? How do we make this gift effective? Is by appreciating and by admiring this gift. So imagine Val's Day is coming, then you get a gift. If you like the gift, what will you do? You will appreciate the person. You will show admiration for the gift. You will show excitement. You will be full of praise. You will give the person fans. So imagine you are a lady and your beloved gives you a gift and you are in your room with roommates. Hey, then they said, as of COVID, there's a nice guy in your head. Your head will be swollen because he has come through for you and you appreciate the gift. That is why praise is a way we engage in every good thing or we engage with every good thing that God has for us. That is why in Psalm 150, the Bible says that let everything that have breath praise the Lord. The Bible didn't say, let everybody that is married or every young lady who is looking for marriage and is married, praise the Lord. The Bible didn't say, let everybody that is getting a six-figure salary, praise the Lord. The Bible didn't say, let every person that has won a scholarship, praise the Lord. The Bible didn't say, let everybody that has a good um, grade, praise the Lord. But the mere fact that you have breath is a good enough reason to praise the Lord. Because life in itself is a good thing. Praise is one way we acknowledge every good thing that is in us in Christ Jesus. Praise is one way we get a deeper understanding of every good thing that is in us in Christ Jesus. As we praise, we begin to appreciate, we begin to explore the good gift that you have from the Lord. The second component of acknowledging or getting a deeper understanding is by thanksgiving. So imagine yet again, your father gives you a gift. You'll be so much joyful and jumping. You say, ah, I've got this bandage left over. But immediately after you're done jumping, you quickly turn to your father or your mother and say, thank you. Oh, daddy, I appreciate what you have done. Oh, daddy, this gift there, you force. Thanksgiving is a way we get deeper understanding. Thanksgiving is a way we appreciate every good thing that is in us, in Christ Jesus. Thanksgiving is a way that we recognize what you have been given. So the reason why some of us are not thankful is because we don't recognize the good things that we have in Christ Jesus. It's like saying that your father has given you a mansion. Your father has said, oh, go to this room. I have gifts for you in this room. Immediately you enter the room and you see these good things in this room. Excitement and thanksgiving. So anybody who is not excited and full of joy and full of praise, and everybody who is not thankful has not really understood the good things 
that the person has because of his association with God. Many of us, we think the good thing is when we have a good job alone. We think the good thing is when we are named 40 under 40. We think the good thing is when we have a boo or a bay or we are married. But just appreciating who Jesus Christ is and what he has done for you has opened a room of impossibilities for you. But because we don't know these things, that is why our attitude is the way we are. You know, just recently, I was speaking to my head of department. I said, I don't know, I've forgotten what brought up the conversation. And he was like, before I came for the job interview, they already had someone, like somebody had sent his CV. So most of the way you send his CV, they put your CV home. When the place becomes vacant, then they'll call you. So I think the person occupying the place had left. So they just quickly went into the reservoir and they found somebody who met the criteria they needed. They needed somebody who could do A and B. But for some strange reason, my HOD told the hiring team that, oh, if we bring one person, it's like we are, like, it's like we are automatically choosing the person. So let us just um, try and see if there's somebody CV too that we can just bring just to get options. And I've already had sent my CV not long ago. So then the HR was like, oh yeah, let me go to my CV. And then she saw my, my CV. So okay, at least two people, is, it's better than one. So in their minds, they're only choosing the person because the person could do A and B. And you have got some mover. He brought his CV earlier. So I just came, I didn't know all these things. So I came for the interview and by the grace of God, I was chosen. And when I was going for the interview, I noticed that we were two, but well, I didn't know. So my HOD was telling me that actually they are even chosen somebody. But when I came for the interview, I don't know what I, because I am present. Because technically speaking, he even told me that they wanted somebody who could do A and B, but I could do only B. But I don't know why I was chosen. As he was telling me, so the Holy Spirit came to minister to me that you are a favored person. And you see, in as much as I know that I'm favored, this story that my head of department told me really opened up my eye because I didn't know this story. I was thinking that I had the job. Of course, I knew God was in probably me getting the job. I was thinking that maybe because I impressed during the interview or because, uh, I don't know, I was overqualified. But yet the case that somebody was already there, somebody already said see, and I was qualified. So why would he just open his mouth and say, oh, let's just bring somebody else. It gave me a deeper understanding that indeed I am favored. You see, sometimes we know we are blessed. We know we are favored. We know we have been saying all these things, but we don't really have a deeper appreciation of all these things. So when my head of department told me, and I was going back home, I said, ah, that joke like, look, I'm really favored of the Lord. Because what would just cause him to say, oh, let us open our options. And indeed, when they opened their options, and I was the one that they called for the interview, I could not do A and B. I could do only B. But why then did they still go ahead to employment even though I could just do B? It means that I am favored of their Lord. And you see, this favor is a good thing. And I have this favor not because I am handsome, which I am, not because I am rich, which I am, but because of my association with Christ Jesus, because of my geographical location called Jesus Christ, and because of this, favor is upon my life. But when you told me this one, it gave me a deeper understanding, and I just could not resist, but give God glory by acknowledging that indeed I am favored. You see, sometimes because many of us we don't know the backstory to our lives, you sometimes you don't know how you got the admission. Sometimes you'll be amazed to know that maybe you're not even really considered for that course, you're not even considered for that school, you're not really considered for that job, you're not even considered for that opportunity. But something just came up 
But because you don't know the backstory, that's why sometimes you are all moody. That's why sometimes you don't feel as though God is forcing for you. That's why sometimes you don't feel as though God is pulling straight for you. But Paul is telling us that the faith we communicate, this faith we speak, this faith we share, that we are born of God, this faith becomes effective. This faith begins to produce results. How? When we acknowledge every good thing that is in us, in Christ Jesus. No wonder in the wilderness, when Jesus had finished teaching people for days and they were hungry and he asked what do we have and you know the discussion he had he said you have only five loaves and two breads it's interesting that when jesus got that bread the only thing he did was to look up into heaven and best in thanksgiving when he broke the bread thanksgiving is the key for multiplication the more i acknowledge how favored i am the more i increase in favor the more i acknowledge how I am, the more I increase in blessing, the more I acknowledge how helped I am, the more this faith becomes effective, the more this faith yields results, the more I acknowledge how I can never be disadvantaged in this life, the more I enjoy non-disadvantageous situations. I pray that this faith that we are communicating, this faith that we are declaring that we are more than conquerors, this faith that we are declaring that greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. This faith that we are confessing by the stripes of Jesus, we are healed. This faith that we are confessing that he became a curse for our sake, that we might become a blessing, that the blessings of Abraham might become ours. This faith that we communicate, it begins to become effective. It begins to yield more results by acknowledging, by acknowledging, by having a deeper understanding, which comes from praise and thanksgiving. The more you know how God has delivered you, and the more you declare it, the more you enjoy the deliverance of the Lord. You see, every day that you pick a car and go out and come back, we downplay this event. I know a colleague of mine just lost his wife on the first Saturday in 2022. And I was just looking, I remember last year, December, we had a company dinner and for our department, you know, we were supposed to do dance and so every department was supposed to bring somebody who would dance. And it was this guy, he's quite tough, uh, quite a bulky, heavy man. And I just remember how we forced him <laughs> to dance for us and how when our department was called, this guy stood up and was dancing. And I was the person, I'm, I'm quite one of the youngest at, at work, so I was the loud one. I was there at the back shouting, giving this guy fans. And I just looked at the joy that was upon his face. Just for him to tell me two, three weeks later that he has lost his wife. And you see, I just look at the two contrasting events. And I'm saying that, and the lady died of a of sickness though. I was just reflecting that who could have thought that just two weeks, the wife who was all jumping and happy and, and the, uh, the last day or before we went for Christmas break, we had a company give us some things and we were so excited and this woman was okay but just the first week of January she started uh, part of her body was swelling this and this and that was it we don't acknowledge or we don't really appreciate how God has been delivering us we don't really appreciate the covering of God over our lives we don't really appreciate how God delivers us from wicked and unreasonable people Sometimes we don't really apply, like we know this, we know it, but we are not having a closer knowledge of these things. Because the more you do, the more you'll be full of thanksgiving. The more you'll be full of 
adoration, the more you'll be full of praise. So frankly speaking, as my head of department, you know, as he was telling me this, it was just something happened. And the ass was letting me know that I was really going against odds, going against the odds. And the boy was just telling me how I was chosen. And frankly speaking, I didn't know. And you know, when I even got there and I realized that a church member of mine also works there. So initially, my HOB was thinking that it was my church member who told me that there was a vacancy. I said, no, 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 I just saw the advertisement we applied and my mind was not even there. And I don't literally know any of them from anywhere. And obviously, the person who came was more experienced than I was. And he could do two things that they needed. But favor spoke on my behalf. And that um, that story he shared with me just gave me a deeper understanding of every good thing that I had in Christ Jesus. Our last topic that God wants us to pray consistently is that God wants us to acknowledge every good thing that is in us in Christ Jesus. I think in Corinthians, Paul said that we having the same spirit of faith as it is written, they believe, therefore they spoke. We also will believe, therefore we shall speak. Acknowledging you must speak, you must declare the good things that the Lord has done for you. If your father buys you a gift, he wants you to open your mouth and say, Daddy, thank you for the new phone. You know, sometimes we want the people to know we appreciate it. No, no, no. God wants us to declare. He wants us to acknowledge it. He wants us to say it out. So in Hebrews, it also says that because the Lord has said, therefore we can also boldly say, I will never leave nor forsake you. Thanksgiving, praise, is the last thing, not the last like last, <laughs> but the same thing that God wants us to do consistent in the year 2022. In Psalm 104, um, I love what the mystic version says. It says that, enter with the password, thank you. What are you entering? You are entering his presence. Remember, the psalmist says that in his presence, there's fullness of joy and his right hand, there are pleasures forevermore. These are goodies. These are goodies. So as we are entering the story, you enter with thanksgiving, you enter with thank you because you acknowledge every good thing that is in us in Christ Jesus. So we just want to spend some time acknowledging. We want to spend some time. This is why you must also know the word. Because what are the good things that are in you in Christ Jesus? What what good things are you enjoying because of your association with Christ Jesus? So you must be a student of the word. Because it's the word that will reveal to us the good things that we have because of Christ Jesus. We want to just spend some time acknowledge God, acknowledge the good things. Father, we thank you. Hey, we thank you that you have made us the salt of the earth. I acknowledge that I'm the salt of the earth, that I'm the light of the world. I'm a star set upon a hill. I cannot be hidden. It's a good thing that to be a salt. It's a good thing to be a light. It's a good thing to be a city set on the hill. It's a good thing to be a source of influence in this world. Father, we thank you that you have made us kings and priests unto thee. Father, we thank you for the good thing of the spirit of wisdom, of the good thing of the spirit of excellence. We thank you for the good thing that we have been made ambassadors for you. We thank you, efficiencies. He has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. We thank you for the blessings of favor. We thank you for the blessings of 
wisdom. We thank you for the blessings of excellence. The Bible talks about Mr. Daniel, that he was 10 times better. If somebody in the old covenant could be 10 times better, if somebody who was not in Christ Jesus could be 10 times better, we know that we are unmatchable. We are the head and not the tail. We excel to the glory of God. Again, Paul said that things go to God who continually leads us in triumphant procession. We thank you that we are going on from victory onto victory. Acknowledge, begin to acknowledge, continue to acknowledge every good thing that is in you in Christ Jesus. Father, we acknowledge ideas that you have given to us. We acknowledge ideas that you have blessed us with. We acknowledge that you have blessed us with graces, Lord. We thank you that our sufficiency is not of ourselves, to think of ourselves, but our we thank you for the gift of righteousness. We thank you that the blessings of Abraham are ours. We thank you that in this 18 verses are deposits of your treasure. We thank you that we are your masterpiece. We thank you that we are your poemists. We thank you that we are your workmanship. We are created in Christ Jesus. We thank you that we are children of God. We join Papa John as we acknowledge that what manner of love is this that you have bestowed upon us that we should be called children of God. We thank you that the lines have fallen on us in pleasant places. We thank you that we have a goodly heritage. We thank you for ministering spirits. We thank you that you have sent your angels to keep charge over us. List our foot with dash against your stone. We thank you for deliverance. We thank you for the escape route in Christ Jesus. We thank you for the gift of salvation. We thank you for deliverance us from evil. We thank you for snatching us from the midst of the hands of the power. We thank you that the lights have fallen onto us in pleasant places. We thank you that you are our Lord and our Lord. We thank you that you are our exceeding great reward. We thank you for the blessings of the Holy Spirit. Oh, because of him, we can be comforted in this world. We thank you that the blessings of Abraham as that we are the seed, we are, we are the seed of the spiders. We thank you. We are not them that drop us, and we are them that move forward. We thank you that we are not just conquerors, but we are more than conquerors. We thank you. We are not just overcomers, but we are more than overcomers. We thank you for favor. We thank you that we are helped of the Lord. Hey, blessed is the man who has the God of Jacob for his help. We thank you that you have given unto us all things that pertain to life and godliness. We thank you that we are a chosen generation. We thank you that we are a royal priesthood. We thank you that we are a peculiar people. We thank you that we are called for out of darkness to show forth your marvelous life. We thank you that we shall not die, not just to make a name ourselves, but to declare your works, but to acknowledge your works. We thank you for the spirit of nation. We thank you for anointing, for the spirit of God is upon us. We thank you for the spirit of understanding and of counsel. We thank you that you have anointed us in the fire of darkness. We thank you that you have taken our ashes and have given us your beauty. We thank you that you took our place, that we may take our place. We thank you that you died our 
pray that we may live your life. We thank you that we are born again. We thank you for the gift of eternal life. We thank you for the good shepherd. Father, we acquit everything that is in us because of Christ Jesus. We are blessed. We cannot be hidden. We are the head and not the tail. We are blessed in our going out and our coming in. We are blessed in the village and out of town. We are blessed, oh God. We have the blessings of Job our Christ. Hey, in the name of our Lord Jesus, all in the water flows into our manacles. We thank you that the light of your countenance never departs from our daily place. We thank you that in the year 2022, we eat the good of this land. We thank you that in the year 2022, we bring out the purposes of God for our generation. Acknowledge every good thing that is in us. Father, we thank you for the privilege of prayer that we can come boldly into your throne grace and obtain mercy and find grace to help us. In time of you, we thank you that you hear us when we call in the name of our Lord Jesus. Amen. this week is meant to dedicate yourself to look about for all the good that are in you in Christ Jesus. I'm so excited for this year, so, so excited. Just today, I was going through some of the tarot that I'll be doing this year, and I'm amazed. We are just in the second map. And I'm amazed the opportunities that God has opened for me. I'm amazed the doors that God has opened and doors He has closed. I'm amazed God is calling my steps. Ah, 2022, God is doing something new. God is doing something new. I'm just excited what God is doing I'm really praying that you join us consistently throughout the year, especially every day when you wake up. Remember to pray that you remember this world. Remember to pray for ideas. Remember to pray. Cancel every spirit of emergency, every summer, every failure. Remember to pray for help. Remember to pray for boldness, boldness, boldness. And remember that you are favored, that you are blessed. You are helped, that you are anointed, that you are chosen, that you are loved. Oh, acknowledge this. It's more with me than people can see. Remember, give God your very best, your very best, your very best, and make sure that you own your mother. But uh, see you next week, even as we start officially our first topic for the year. So, it is an ice breaker. Bye bye.